0: Hi, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to The Gringa and Local Podcast. We are so excited to be starting this session with you here. It is going to be one that I hope is very insightful for you. But my name is Rachel Jensen. I am obviously The Gringa.
1: And my name is Job Mendisabella, and I'm obviously the local.
0: (laughs) And we're going to be covering life here in Belize, what it's like to live here, what it's like to move here. And Job and I have two very different perspectives of what it's like here, because we both came in at pretty different situations into the country here uh, into Belize. And so we're going to be uncovering life for you over the next episode. So we're looking forward to having you tune in. And uh, with that, we're going to just get started. So Job, how did you sleep last night?
1: Ooh, I didn't, I didn't. Oh,
0: the, crazy night? Yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of drinks? Not really. <laughs> um, well, we had a blackout last yeah. night and it was an unplanned one. I was working in my office from like around 18 at night, right? It was, oh, yeah, about eight. There was a street street festival right in front uh-huh. of Front Street. So I was working there, light went off and I'm like, you know what, it happens. Right. So I was waiting there, waited for like half an hour and didn't come back. I'm like, okay, let me go home. I was getting hungry. I got, um. <laughs> you get anything
0: at the street fair?
1: No. No. Well, it was dark and it was raining. Thank so, you. but okay. remember I got the, um, I also had the turkey dinner from La Mulata oh, that I right, bought. right, right, right. Which honestly, I regret giving, um, Yaka.
0: <laughs> the other place, yeah. being generous. <laughs> I really,
1: because we went and we got stuffed at the Sala for lunch. Right. I said, I'm not going to eat two plates of turkey dinner. I took one for my dad. Took one for me. I had it. It was so good. (laughs) Maybe it was because I've been craving turkey dinner for a while. And the lady told me, if you don't like it, I'll refund it. And I'm like, how is that going to (laughs) work? Because I'm still eating. I can't give it back. (laughs) I can't give it back. But it was so good that I I regret giving Yaka one because I wanted it. But it was good. Hopefully
0: you enjoyed it, Yaka. (laughs) I did, hopefully.
1: Um, But yeah, I think I realized the light wasn't going to come back until 12. At like around 12, I said, no, this is not coming back right now. And it was horrible. Because you know where I live. Like my dad's room has Mm -hmm. the breeze from the ocean. But my one is in the back and doesn't have any breeze. So without any fan or AC, it's hot in there.
0: And especially right now, with this time of year, we're starting to go into rainy season. So it's more humid than normal. It's hotter than normal and more mosquito-y.
1: Buggy than than
0: normal. normal. (laughs) Most of all of these don't really pair too well when it comes to a power outage.
1: Mm -hmm. And I was out till like 12 when I realized that it wasn't going to come back. But it's not like I could put out my blanket there because it's raining. So that was that it came in i had like uh three fish coils Uh you
0: know you know what those fish
1: Uh we'll put a picture there so you know what's a fish coil um and then that was that but i was tossing and turning i was not i couldn't sleep it wasn't until three in the morning that my dad uh said oh the light had come back and i'm like oh great so we turned on the fans then we started having that freak storm You remember Mm -hmm. it was just like for a half an hour just poured on so that was nice, but <laughs> at least here we are. We're we're doing our first episode yep. for La Gringa and the local. From my perspective, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while now, but I've always, you know, my biggest insecurity was has been especially when I started this YouTube. Like people don't uh, in in my mind, I was like people don't want to hear what I have to say. You know, that was my thing, and then I started and started and now I get feedback from people. It's like. Man, we love what you have to say. Uh-huh. We love the way you have to say. It. So that keeps me going. I was thinking of doing something like this on my own, but I'm like.
0: You're <laughs> <laughs> just talking with yourself right Yeah, it's like,
1: <laughs> that would have been boring. So I'm glad I reached out to you. And you said you would have been yeah. thinking about it. And we've been friends for forever. Seven I was actually. Seven years, maybe? I was before the podcast. because, you know, I wanted to say I went out and I looked at the oldest picture that I have of where you are. And you remember that uh, Christmas parade, the, yes. our first Love film, Christmas parade. Yes, with
0: Rotaract. Yes, when we with Rotaract. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: It was December 20, 20, 2017.
0: Oh, wow. And by then,
1: we were already pretty good friends. Right. So I'm thinking, like, probably 2016. And then I saw another picture where we were from August 2017. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, like, we probably are f- started getting to know each other, like, from August twenty six, wow. like. 2016 or so
0: time has flown and that was really how we got introduced to each other was through Rotaract and they were chartering a club here and so one of our mutual friends put together a group of younger people in the community and said here's the concept go have at it and start a Rotaract club here and you were president right yes you started off as the president with with the Rotaract club
1: yes it, it 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 really helped a lot getting me out of and I'm still very much a very uh, an introvert.
0: I've like,
1: said the same. Yeah, I I can't be out in crowds and and think that I'm gonna be making friends. Right. Like, I'll be <laughs> I'll hide behind the screen or an email for you. <laughs> Tough business to be in, you know, and being an introvert. <laughs> but that was how we got mm-hmm. uh, familiarized, and I remember you and I both hit it off pretty pretty easily mm-hmm. as friends. Um, then we. Could you scroll again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, it was the Christmas parade. And for those of you who don't know what the Love FM Christmas parade is, every year, I guess, have they been doing it? Yeah, they did it last year. But every year, it's a parade of golf carts and it happens during Christmas time and the golf carts are decorative and there are different uh, businesses and individuals who will decorate the the, the golf cart and then they'll you know, throw treats to the kids in the streets, or they'll have whatever it is that they're handing out. And so it's a very festive time here in San Pedro. It's a lot of fun. It happens obviously in December, around the holidays. The weather is a little bit cooler. It's a really fun time. And so we spent that whole afternoon, remember decorating, decorating, your the, golf golf cart. Cart. Yes, decorating the golf cart. Yes, decorating my golf cart, uh, putting the wrapping paper on, making it look like a sleigh. You dressed up like Santa Claus. Was I dressed up like Mrs. Claus? No. No, I don't no, think so. I mean, it would have been perfect, but um, no. But I just remember we were handing out candy, and uh, this, is, this is not so great to say, but we didn't know at that time that when we were doing an event with Rotaract that you're not supposed to be drinking on the job, right? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know that. We just had no idea. Nobody really ever disclosed it to us. It's not like, well, there may have been a manual that we didn't read. I don't know. But we ended up getting a cooler. Remember this? And we filled it up with land sharks and ice, and is a light beer. And then we were driving down the road and throwing out candies to kids and having a wonderful time. We had a really, really good time. And then was it the next meeting when yeah. we got summoned? <laughs> we
1: got summoned <laughs> for <laughs> drinking.
0: Oh, You're not supposed to be drinking when you're doing Rotaract events. So lesson learned. I think we've we've grown up since then.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I remember the, um, there was, I was giving out candy to uh-huh. the kids <clears throat> and I remember one mother coming up and saying and this is in Spanish she said it's a Santa which says that Santa Claus is so drunk and I remember looking at her I'm like well no sweet for you <laughs> so that, that that has a lot to do with how, how you know what we have so, Just to give the audience an idea of what we'll be talking about Mm -hmm. is we'll be talking about in our first episode, uh, friends, love, and vice and alcohol. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's your weakness?
0: Right.
1: And we, what our first, uh, what is our first memory of us as friends? Your earliest, goodest, best memory.
0: Well, I want to say it was part of Rotaract. Right. Remember, we would meet up at Fido's, mm-hmm. have our lunches there at Fido's. And then at that point, you were working at Elsie's, the mm-hmm. liquor uh, distributor here on the island. And I was working with a real estate developer. And I remember at one point you said to me that you were starting to dip into real estate and you just wanted to get to know a little bit more about the industry and chat about some good practices and whatnot. So I don't know how we decided to do this, but we said, oh, let's go grab a bottle of wine and go sit at the pier of Ramones and catch up and talk about what you wanted to accomplish. And then that became one of our regular pastimes to do where we would just grab a couple bottles of wine, go sit at the pier at nighttime and just talk about whether it was real estate or life or whatever it was. And so from there, we really built a great relationship, right, a great connection and it, from there, it just continued to going on vacations together, to starting podcasts together, to doing all these sort of fun things in life.
1: And, and there's a thing that people, like Ramon has a, such a beautiful dog. It's very it romantic. Was a, it was a very romantic scene. Yeah. And I remember we using you because you look white. Just in case I the am. Security, just, in, just in case the security would come asking. Hi. It would be like, she's staying here. She's staying here. Um, and I remember that. But it's a very romantic dock. So mm. if anybody out there, you know, you're looking for a romantic spot to have a getaway, Ramon's is this place to
0: be. Yeah, it's it's very lovely. Beautiful pier out over the water and they have a thatched hut on the, the end of it. And then they have the blue lights going out on the dock. So you see the, the marine life underneath in the nighttime. It so yeah, it's beautiful, it really. Yeah. It really is beautiful. But then it just continued, continued on from there.
1: I remember when we had our, um, you remember our Lechuga Loca story? Yes. <laughs> it was when you were on your gluten-free days? Yeah,
0: well, not so much these days, but yes.
1: <laughs> well, we were, you were having gluten-free and we were, all our stores have alcohol. <laughs> we were pretty, pretty wasted. And we stopped by the um, la burger lady at Marina's store, right?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Really good burgers there. Really late good night burgers. Still so pretty good. good. So if so you're good. ever
1: drunk, mm-hmm. the south side of San Pedro, that's the place you want to. Even start for sober, burgers. they're pretty good. It's sober, yeah. yeah. Sober, that's yeah. a good. That's a sign of a good burger. <laughs> yeah, that's when true. you're sober and drunk, they're pretty good still. Um, afterwards, I remember you. We we were talking to Lilian. We were like, if we had discovered some new thing, but it looks like she probably wasn't her first time doing something <laughs> no. like that because she knew exactly what we were meeting. Uh-huh with what we said um
0: but with La La Chuga Loca it was essentially a burger without the bun <laughs> right it was just a burger up in wrapped lettuce. up in lettuce right yes. so La La Chuga Loca, the crazy lettuce and it was it was a really it was a really good one I gotta say that even still to this day we go down and and get the burgers there from Marina so definitely definitely it's a nice one and you know I think when we talk about to our experiences so like the goal of, of us talking here in the podcast is Yes, of course, to share our experiences and what life is like in San Pedro. And both Job and I are in real estate, and we found that there are so many people who are coming down here to the country who are either moving or relocating or have their own experiences here and just don't really understand the lifestyle concept of it until, and you really don't get that until you're, you're here. So over the next, however many episodes we end up doing, we'll talk about, you know, some funny things that happen during residency. We'll talk about, you know, what dating is like here. We'll talk about all these different array of topics, Bring in guests in order for people to really get a good, a good understanding of, of what's going on. But I think that there's there's a there's a lot that we're gonna uncover, and this is really just our pilot episode here. But there's a lot that we're gonna uncover for people to be able to really get a good feel of of what life is like. But so, what else? Yeah. What else? I like, stand out to you, Joe. What do you think about our friendship and adventures over the years?
1: You remember uh, that summer? Well, was it summer? It wasn't. It was right before summer. Every of day 20- here is summer <laughs> of uh, twenty twenty one. Uh-huh. When we had both had pretty bad breakups uh-huh. and we were both single. I wasn't single for long. <laughs> <laughs> but we were both single. Um and we went on this um uh, tour, basically.
0: Oh yeah, we did our tour of the mainland, we rented a car tour. and just toured around and explored places we hadn't been before. Do uh-huh. You
1: remember that um when we were at Hopkins and we did the um girls like you song from Maroon 5 yes, and Cardi B <laughs> yes. we were just driving through Hopkins just at 10 in the night nobody's inside and we were just singing out loud that song we were just singing it from a place of it, it heartbreak
0: was, it was but it was a, it was a really good trip and remember before that though so we were we did um what else did we do on that trip Cayo we did Cayo and Mary and I did the ATM caves and then we went to Hopkins and we did the bioluminescence tours, which was awesome, right? We were the only two on the boat and we were going through the, the river and then ended up in this lagoon where they had the bioluminescence, mm-hmm. which is essentially plankton that lights up. And so we were going through and, you know, we had our, our little cocktails on board. And at some point I was like, I just really need to go to the bathroom. And the guy's like, oh, well, you can just jump in the lagoon with the bioluminescence. And I did. And it was Awesome, because as you like flap your arms around and your legs and everything around you lights up. But what I didn't realize is that once you get out, it's also on you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> we went to the real... bar afterwards. Yeah, we went to this little like local bar, which was awesome. It was cute, like you know, a little bit difficult to get to, but it was at per recommendation of our tour guide. And so he said, go to this place, like mention my name, whatever it was. So we went to the bar and then these people who were there, they're like, oh, we could see you coming in from like a mile away. And I was like, what? And he's like, you're really bright. And I was like, thank you. And I are like, no, 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 like physically you're lighting up. <laughs> and it was because we had the plankton, the plankton all over us. And it was during the COVID time, which is why it was like nine o'clock at night, probably felt like two in the morning. Yeah. Right. And then we had a we had to head back but there's just so many great things to do in the country that I think we just kind of forget about especially as you have your daily life happening here on the island and you know you have your work and your family and life your just general just routine yeah exactly
1: and I remember our friendship has been I mean it has been based a lot in a lot of times when it comes to alcohol I and mean, that's one of the things that we're going to talk to yeah but I remember at first, it, was just, it, it wasn't just—it was necessarily just alcohol. Like we, we got a really good connection. Mm-hmm. And here's one thing that it was funny, and I don't think I've ever told you this, story. <laughs> so we'll, we'll make sure we catch her reaction. So when we started talking and we started hanging out, people started approaching me and be like, hey, Joe, are you and Rachel dating? And you remember a certain someone who worked with you and was mutual friends with us?
0: Uh, potentially, but keep going with the um, story and I'll see if I can. <laughs> she kind of...
1: left the job and then, but she lived right around where I work.
0: Oh yeah, uh, okay. sure. Well,
1: uh, we're not calling names, but right. I remember she would constantly come into the office, into the liquor store mm-hmm. and tell me, "Job, you know, Rachel really, really likes you. You know, <laughs> you should you should try it. <laughs> you should ask her out. I'm like, but we do go out as friends. And he's like, no, but I think she... And I, I don't know if she, it was her just trying to pump me up to yeah, just do she was like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I never... And this is one thing that we ta- we'll talk about. Because uh-huh. whether you're white as a guy, you know, American uh-huh. or a girl, uh-huh. you are seen as an opportunity right. when you're coming here. Mm-hmm. So everybody, or at least my close friends, was like, Job, that is your opportunity. You already hang out with her. You already do this. You already mm-hmm. do that. And I'm like... But I don't see her that way. I mean, at that point, first of all, we are we have a pretty big age gap. Well, it's not huge, but it's... <laughs> well, you're... Well, I, I last All right. 32. And I'm 20, 25, about yeah. to be. So that's yeah, about... It's like, it's seven like seven years. not even secondary. a decade, but
0: right, yeah. Okay. Cool. I guess when you think about it as being like seven years ago,
1: yes. right? Too, I was... You were I 18, was
0: tw- eight, I, was, I was
1: 19, 20. So that yeah, was pretty... Yeah. That was a pretty sure. big age gap. Sense. And... I never really saw you as, as it, uh, like, you know, for, for dating. Because first of all, at that point, you were in your career. You were traveling yeah. a lot. And yeah. we, sometimes we barely would, we would be able to hang out. So that was that. And it took a while until people stopped asking me. Huh. It took a while until people started telling me, Job, I think I thought you, you had already slept with her. And I'm like, no, that's not how our friendship is. And that's one of the biggest things I've always had, that it was so funny. And I learned that whenever you make friends with as a guy, Mm -hmm. you make friends with an American, Mm -hmm. they automatically think that you're sleeping with them. Mm -hmm. And it's vice versa. You know, you see young girls with older, uh, young Belizean girls with older uh, white guys, American guys. And it's like, immediately it's like, oh, they're dating or, oh, they're, you know that so that was that was a fun (laughs) experience here that i learned
0: but it's a good it's also like a funny indicator of how life is here on the island right because it's a small place so population what about thirty thousand? most of the time right it goes up during high season when people move in but it's a real small town feel
1: you can't hide anything
0: (laughs) you really can't hide anything which sometimes me when i think about like the dating life here and people's love life is just unbelievable to me how some people act when they're dating. But regardless, that's a topic for another conversation. It's a, it's a small, it really is a small town. And I mean, it's even like that in the States, right? There is that whole conversation of can girls and guys just be friends? And it is something that here, there's, it's just not a question that's asked, it's assumed, right? It's Especially different.
1: if they're two different.
0: Like Ethnicity is. If you come yeah. from the
1: US, it, uh-huh. it, it, it automatically gets implied. If yep. they start seeing you hanging out within it, yep. it automatically gets implied.
0: Yeah, but then it is kind of funny too because you and I have joked about getting married. And I'm like of course guys, this is a joke, right? I don't want the people coming out and be like, Oh, it's illegal to do that to get your green card visa. Yeah, we get it. We totally get it. <laughs> but we joked about it because it was really difficult. At one point, for Belizeans to get visas to the states. Yes. Right? When Trump was in office, it was very difficult, and you had to fill out this visa application online, and you had to, like, I remember, put down all your social media handles so that they can check your social media. And so, Job was like, I just want to go and visit. Like, I don't even want a green card. And I was like, well, you know, life would be a lot easier here if I was a citizen. <laughs> and so, you know, we started getting a little closer in pictures. For those of you who are friends with us on Facebook, you may see we look like we're, we're getting a little cuddly at some point. And-
1: we, were, we were getting ready for that um, immigration interview. Yeah. And yeah, we were we like, were like here's <laughs> our pictures. We've been dating for seven years. <laughs>
0: And I remember I started, so I started dating somebody who I'm I'm with now. And I said to him, I was like, you just don't, just don't get jealous over this, this friendship. It's not like that, but we just have another agenda that we need to get taken care of. So if you, there's no pictures of you on my Facebook or online, don't worry about it. It's fine. Job is going to be there for a little bit. And then obviously, you know, we, we didn't end up going that route, but I think it's a real indication too of, I mean, it does happen, right? That, that does happen and that's fine. That's none of our business. But it is, it is part of life here. But you know, when it comes to relationships here, in in Belize, I think that you know that is a totally different topic and another topic where I don't know if we want to get into that or not today. Let's let's which...
1: kind of touch it. So uh, let's let's talk about dating dating actually dating someone here, whether you're dating a Belizean or an American or it's something like that. What has been your experience like so far?
0: <laughs> uh, interesting. I mean, it has certainly been interesting. So I've been coming down here to Belize since 2012. And at that point, I just started working for a development company. And my job for the last 10, when I was working them with 10 years, was really quite rigorous in the sense where I was traveling all the time and for a long period of time I really didn't want to date anybody so you know I knew that it was a small dating pool here on the island and then when I really dialed down deeper into what I really wanted in a partner I just found it very very difficult challenging if not impossible to find here on the island and so I got to the point I was like 27 28 and I was like all right at some point I'm gonna want kids and a family and you know, work is still as crazy as ever, but if I really want to make this a priority, I've got to really start thinking about my next moves. And so, my coworker and I, at the time, we were talking about actually moving to Panama. So, I had my residency in Panama. I was doing a lot of work in Panama at the time, and I loved Panama City. It was just a really international destination. I met so many great people when I was there. And so, we were beginning, I was really truly beginning looking at moving to Panama to get to this next chapter in my life. And I joined all of these expat groups online. I had the attorney that I was working with there start to look at apartments for me. And then, you know, they say like things in life come when you're not looking for it. And then I met this guy on a Tropic Air flight where I seen him around because it's again, it's a small island and we had a mutual friend who was there on the plane with us who I'd known previously from a restaurant that used to be on site of the resort that we worked at. And then he knew him because this kid was now employed for him or employed with him. So it was just the three of us on the plane and the pilot and everyone's joking and laughing and having fun. And I was like, hmm, he's like a really like fun guy. And so I normally never do this, but I sent him a Facebook message and I was like, let's go grab a drink sometime, ah. right? Like it could be you know, like a one night stand kind of thing. Because at that point, again, like I was in my mind committing to going to Panama, but like it was just a really fun plane ride and he sent a message within like 30 seconds back and he's like oh yeah sure let's like do something tonight and he has a bar here so i was like i didn't expect him to be available that night because i figured he'd be working but he's like yeah i'm just closing down the bar do you want to go grab something tonight and you and i actually had plans that night to go out and we were going to um sunset and then i think sidelines after is where we ended up and so i was like oh no i can't do tonight but he's like okay how about tomorrow so I ended up meeting up with him at, um, up north at a place called Rojo. And then, I mean, from there, it was a very <laughs> bit of a bumpy <laughs> experience, a roller coaster. But, you know, all in, all in all, it did work out. We are engaged. We're having a baby. Like, you know, it did work out. Um, it definitely took a lot of boundary settings to get to that point. And especially for what I was looking for in a partner. Like I could tell he had a lot of those qualities and there was just like a little bit of fine tuning, I would say of some of the other things. And he was coming out of a long-term relationship and, you know, coming out of a long-term relationship does that to you. But prior to that, like I truly wasn't really interested in dating anyone here because all of the experiences that I had heard from my friends was just, there's a lot of infidelity. Um, there's a lot of lying. There's a lot of cheating. There's a lot of all of this. And it's really unfair of me to group all of this into one category, right? To say every person is like that here because it's certainly not the case, but I just didn't have time to go and filter them out. And I had heard so many experiences too, of. My friends, you know, <clears throat> expat girls who would come down and then start hanging out with a local guy, and the guy would be like, "Oh yeah, like I'm I'm single and this and that," and then they would start dating, and then like six months later, yeah, they'd find out <laughs> that yes, he had a family, and it's like, oh, the the wife is fine with it because the wife <coughs> knows that this expat like, girl is giving him money, and like you know, that money is coming back to the family, and I was like, this is mind-boggling to the, me. The,
1: the dating scene here it's, in the island is.
0: Hard. It, it's
1: hard. It's hard. It, you don't even know where to start. And that is why, I mean, you knew for a while from when okay. I was 18 to like when I was like 23, uh-huh. I would only date people outside of this island.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: And I would, my first serious relationship when I was 18 and that lasted uh-huh. like a year and a half. Then afterwards, I serially dated other people from the mainland. Yep. Just because it's it's not that we want to group everything into the same, but you're in an island. And an island that consumes a heck of a lot of alcohol. Mm -hmm. And when there's a lot of alcohol, there's a lot of bad decisions that get made. And you have a lot of options. You truly do. And and, and this goes both for guys and Mm -hmm. for girls. But dating here in the island sometimes can feel like if you're just, like, going around <laughs> yeah. and i did not want it to be part of that right. uh part of that scenario i mean obviously if you're out down for like uh, sleeping around and one night yeah stands, you have no problem here that yeah. that that would yeah. be your this is your dream vacation yeah. but if you're looking for something more serious something mm-hmm. more
0: like s- settled, down it's, it's hard it, yeah. it
1: truly is it wasn't until i met my ex before you know mm-hmm. my second to last ex that I actually found someone who I could maybe settle down with mm-hmm. at that point I did, I did I was part of the system that you know I <laughs> messed it up and what's not and then the next relationship after that but now I'm in a place where it's like okay I don't I don't need to date Yeah. I do not need to date I don't want to be part of that same circulation system here either but I don't need to date and I've seen it get good ways. where I dated a lot of people from the mainland. And it was nice because you don't see them every day. You only see them on the weekends <laughs> or every two weeks. And you know what? You don't know what they're doing. You don't know if they're, you know, whatever. And you're here, dear, dear. That was fun. But it was also fun dating serious people here in the island, which was yeah. pretty nice and, and, and laid back. And
0: and I guess it really does depend on, you know, what you're looking for in a relationship, right? And, and I... Didn't really know exactly. I mean, I had an idea of what I was looking for, but I didn't want to have to deal with the whole like, Oh, what is, what is my partner doing out at two in the morning? Or, you know, what's, you know, who's he texting? Like, I just don't have any time or energy or whatnot for that. And so it takes time and to get into like a healthy relationship like that, it really takes time finding the right person trust I mean, this is just generally with relationships. And so it's it's a bit of a challenge. And so I say if you're somebody who's looking to find that that dream husband or dream wife here on the island, it may be a little bit of a challenge to find that. You know, expand your horizons a little bit. But you know, again, I'm not, I don't wanna generalize it because there are really good people here. Yeah, and I mean, I've met really good people who are in really great relationships and and are happy with their partner and, you know, not dealing with all that nonsense. But But I
1: do think it, it, it takes hard. it takes two different people uh-huh. actively actively working towards oh, yeah, that. Yeah for sure. Um and and the next thing you get into well, another topic but what's your vice especially if (laughs) if you're if you're um into alcohol and drugs Uh and 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 all of that and you want to come here thinking that being in a new place will help you yep maybe make different choices it's not it's not it's not not not, it's
0: not the place and i've seen before you know really good people here come to the island and get so consumed by party. And you know, we, we have to realize we're living in a tourist zone. This is a top tourist zone. And so a majority of the people who are coming here to the island are coming for a week or whatnot. And they're here to go get drunk and go, you know, have fun and go party and sleep until ten in the morning. But then all of a sudden, you know, we we have to take a step back too and say that that's, we're not on vacation here. This is our life. And so if you start to get into that routine, and I say this to retirees who are looking to come down, like have a hobby, have something that you really enjoy doing that keeps you busy because we have seen this downfall of really good people come and then just lose themselves entirely. And then family comes and will take them because of, you know, it is easy to go to any bar at 10 in the morning and start drinking or whatever you know and, and like you said you have your pick here if you're you know looking for something easy peasy but yes. but at the same time you've really got to understand yourself know your relationship especially if you're coming down with a partner you both have to be strong and committed to each other mm-hmm. and you know if you're if you're coming down here to belize to fix a broken relationship or marriage i would say a that's broken
1: self <laughs> yeah a broken
0: self right that's a good point like it's not it's not gonna really help you here but you know, it's, it's easy. And I, I've got to say, like, maybe I was sheltered when I was growing up in the States, but I just truly have never seen the amount of drug use where I grew up that I see here. And the sad part is for a lot of people, it's normal, right? I mean, it's normal to go and do blow every single day. That, that's that's not normal. Like, that's not normal. <laughs> you know, especially, I mean, maybe it is for you, right? And if, I'm not judging. If you want to do that, that's fine. But if you're trying to better yourself, better your life, like get to that next point in life, then you've really got to be able to say no to those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But,
1: and I truly see it even from a local perspective, yep. good guys, good girls come mm-hmm. from the mainland because it's a, it's a work destination for yes. us. So yeah. it's a place where you come and you make money and you save up and you buy your stuff back home and you go back to your family and you get yep. to treat them because you're taking money back home. But I've seen a lot of great guys and girls come from the mainland and, Lose themselves mm-hmm. here, you know. Actually, yep. good people that are either religious or you know they just come and lose themselves back here. And I saw a post about um in uh, a blog site, my uh, San Pedro scoop. Oh where yeah, it said Rebecca about, does a
0: great job with this. Yeah, about
1: does the island ruin marriages? And I'll be honest with you, from my personal perspective, I don't think it's the island. Obviously, every every person takes their own decisions. Mm-hmm. But it's the factors and the environment makes a big a big difference and from my personal perspective my parents marriage i think uh, obviously they divorced for a while now but i think san pedro and what san pedro the factors around it had to mm. offer was a big determining factor on that relationship and, on my right. parents divorcing and separating and all Interesting. you know all the lives yep. and stuff that came out after yep. that um but that was my perspective on it and that's why i always said some pages not a place for a married couple right if, you know it could be you could come i've, I've seen people come and make it work yeah. and they have they, they, they know what they want they have boundaries right all that stuff um so yeah that's that's one thing there that i had to learn on my own mm-hmm. and even now that like you know i told you yesterday and, like i went out and i got so drunk and i made shit and i'm like this is not what I want.
0: Yeah.
1: And I had already had an entire month uh, without drinking. right? Mm-hmm. But then I broke up and then I, I went back to alcohol. And now I'm like, no, September is a sober September.
0: <laughs> and hopefully
1: we are going to be able to make it across you September will, Joe, without
0: <laughs> having the alcohol.
1: But it's a, I tell myself, what is there to do? Like, mm-hmm. Barking was one of the things that I would love to do. But even then, what was the, the barking.
0: Oh, barking. Yeah, yeah, there's the a, bar-cade. like barking. I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>!
1: <laughs> the barcade was fun because uh-huh. I would yeah. drink, but I would have a drink and I would be focusing more on the games that I was playing. Right. You know, pool and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I really don't see anything else you, you, you can do here that doesn't truly heavily involve alcohol.
0: It's, it is hard. You know, it is hard. And so I'm what, about seven months pregnant right now. So I haven't been drinking for seven months. And I get to a point where, you know, it's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock when people just started getting wasted. I'm like, you know what, time to go home. <laughs> I don't need to be here. But you're right. It is hard to find those sort of extracurriculars, we'll say outside of going to the bar. But, you know, it is it is certainly possible. It is still possible to go to trivia nights and to go to karaoke and to enjoy a lot of those things. But You've really got to reflect on what you enjoy doing and why you enjoy doing it and then and then continue doing that. And I know for a long time here, because I was so heavily involved with my job, with my past job. I mean, I was working like 14, 16 hours a day. And at the end of the day, I was like, I don't want to see anyone. I just want to go home. I like put TV on, fall asleep. And so I really was a hermit for the first few years I was here. We'd go out and have our fun and whatnot. But I wasn't necessarily interested in the bar scene. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, when I did start to come out more and people were like, oh, how long have you been here? I've never seen you before. And I was like, yeah, because I go from home to my job, home to my job, home to my job, and that's it. But, you know, there's a lot of really great people here that I do feel like I missed out on for meeting earlier on because I was such a hermit initially. And, you know, a lot of the people who I've befriended over the years are people who have been here for a while and are really good people at heart. And so it is, it is possible, I think, to be able to do all that. But you've got to be able to really be honest with yourself and have that on, honest conversation. And Absolutely. When, and you can't, you know, what I've learned because I've had friends go down this rabbit hole before, is you can try to help as much as you want. Mm-hmm. But until that person is ready to get help for themselves, there's not going to be any change. And so I've had to have, um, you know, friendship breakups <laughs> Because I was involved with these friends or with these people who really weren't good for my health. Mm -hmm. And whether it was like my mental health, my physical, whatever it was, it was just a very taxing or or tolling relationship because I just felt like, you know, it wasn't benefiting me becoming better.
1: Absolutely. And there are, they are great extracurricular activities like you have you have Hope Haven you yeah, know, volunteer a uh, yep. Alliance then Rotary Club yep. if you're younger maybe even the Road Rock Club mm-hmm. uh, you have um you, you have a lot of like sports like fishing
0: yes um, diving oh, diving huge.
1: you have a lot of actual sports like football and, and stuff that uh, tennis you have, pickleball, tennis, they've added pickleball. It, yeah. you have a lot of stuff that you can do that don't necessarily involve alcohol but do know that the pool of people who want to do that is smaller. Mm-hmm,
0: for sure. So I, I
1: think the, the one most important thing that people need to get out, out from what we just were talking about. Come to the island. If you're coming to the island, mm-hmm. whether you're on your own or with a partner, have ground rules. Have boundaries yep. that you have written for yourself, for another person, mm-hmm. and what you want to do. It all depends on if you're still working, like, you know, working from home, right. you obviously have your shift. But after that, where you want right. to be? And don't be afraid to make friends, to get to know people, because I've met great people as well, whether mm-hmm. locals or, or, or expats. Yeah. But don't get too attached to someone, because then mm-hmm. again, they can turn out to be a toxic relationship, yep. whether it's friendship or just a, right. a sentimental relationship. Don't get too attached to someone and be okay with walking away mm-hmm. and knowing that you might be alone for a couple while, for a couple weeks, right. and then, but then you'll find someone else great and, and, and you'll be able to start a next relationship there um, and be able to have a good friendship or a good sentimental partner. Mm-hmm. But you just have to be very well aware of what you want and how you want your life to be. And I mean, if you want to come here and just be partying and doing drugs and that's what you want. That's fine. Yep. You know, drugs make the economy move.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I, I sure, I, I'm Bites sure, love jobs, yes. <laughs> provides us all with jobs and I'm sure um, that will uh-huh. be okay. But just as long as that's what you want. Yep. So another thing that I wanted to make sure we touch base is like how, how has your, how has our relationship benefited you?
0: Mm-hmm
1: any ways that you started oh you know job made a good impact in my life and you know that that you're glad for
0: yeah so i mean what i would say first and foremost is that you just really are a truly great friend you know that it doesn't matter if we're going out and drinking or not we are able to sit down have conversations catch up on what's going on give each other the genuine feedback and that's one of the things here that you know we were just kind of alluding to is you do lose friends when you start changing your lifestyle and you bettering yourself or whatever it is and regardless of what we've been going through we've always been able to maintain that Absolutely. relationship right which I think is really important especially when you are looking at building a friendship here it's, it doesn't really matter you know how you grow over the years but it's nice to know that somebody stays with you during during that process Absolutely. and so I think that that's a real thing and I love that you love to eat Job oh. because
1: <laughs> that's my biggest investment here, second to alcohol I, I remember,
0: <laughs> we, do, we do love a good we meal. We do love a good meal,
1: but that's a good thing. Is that for us? Mm-hmm. Like we could go weeks or maybe even months without like having the conversation. Yeah. Then we both get together and it's like, like, like it, we never, yeah, yeah, nothing changed. So yeah. that's good. Find yourself a French. Find and, yourself a Rachel.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and you were saying this before. It's like when there is the the expat or the gringo or whoever who comes <clears> down who's befriending a local, like. There is kind of that assumption, like you were talking about initially, it's like, oh, what are you getting from them? And we've never, it's never, ever been like that. You've never
1: felt us. that it was like
0: ne- a relationship? No, well, oh. I mean, the relationship, yeah, but like never felt like one, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like we we're one was benefiting more from the other for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never like, you know, Joe. I'd be like, all right, Joe, Leo, let's go out. And then he'd be like, oh, shoot, I forgot my wallet. You know, yeah. like you never, you never did anything like that. And it was always just a very mutual friendship which I
1: do have to say I'm glad to having you because I had a free mule from the states for my <laughs> stuff and I have had obviously I've had access to like to your credit card and it's not a thing where she's my sugar mama but it's just I gotta pay her back it does pay me back but yeah. I, I have that accessibility that from uh-huh. even when I was younger that I wouldn't have had right. so obviously i can shop for my stuff online whenever you're going i ship them to you you bring them down to me Uh and whether you realize it or not apart from what you (laughs) mentioned that makes a world of a difference (laughs) to me specifically when i need something Uh really bad so that's that's a good thing um well
0: that's a good conversation for next time is getting stuff here because it's really hard to just get stuff but we'll talk about that another time all right Anything else, Joe?
1: <laughs> no, not for, not for, not for friendship and love. Let's uh, let's see what else we have.
0: Yeah, I think there'll be a lot more delving into the topic too as we, we as we continue on uh, with the sessions here. You know, this is really just a very general, touching the surface conversation, but it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun, I think, to get deeper into these topics and. It will. And unveil what life is really like here on Amberger's Key. All
1: right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. I uh, hope you liked this first episode. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, follow us on our social media, um, and make sure that you send us that love. If you have any questions, right? If mm-hmm. you have any questions or things that you want to hear our perspective about, um, we're hoping that in the future we'll have a live session. But for now, just send us over our questions, your mm-hmm. questions, and we'll put them in in our next episode. Do know that we'll have two episodes per month. Mm-hmm. So, And then during the uh, month, we'll have those going and just have fun with it, right? Okay, Hopefully exactly. it'll be That's something cool. nice <laughs> that people find it.
0: Awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone.